0: The last client of the agency that we had, the last big client, they were, it was from Twitter. Someone posted something on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow.
1: It, it. Someone posted, You res- okay, you yeah. responded to it and then you uh, turned it into a phone call? Or?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Try to get it into a phone call as soon as possible. Because again, it's like, if you're over text, like people don't like to read, if it's read, put it in the read later, you know, get on the yeah. phone call as soon as possible. <laughs> You're listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. The show to hear tips and tricks about staying productive and having an awesome lifestyle as a remote worker. Proudly presented by Remote Compass and
1: WorldPodcasts.com. Now let's welcome your host, Alan Kay. Alrighty folks, welcome to another edition of the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle podcast. Today, we are chatting with my buddy, Johns B. Harry, location, independent entrepreneur. Remote work is, is his default way of working. Is that correct, buddy? Is that a right assumption? I understand you've been in the industry for like a decade now and it's typically been remote?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, all of it has been remote um, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> Before, it was, like, you know, as widely accepted as it is now. Well, especially now, given the coronavirus stuff.
1: Right. It used to be an uncommon thing, but that's always been kind of your default uh, way of working. Can you share with us a thing or two about your current projects and maybe the role of remote work in it?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so, yeah, like, just, like, a little background, I worked, like, I had this agency doing like digital product design, and uh, which was fully remote as well. So I would also travel to locations to interact with the clients and you know gather requirements and stuff. And uh, since starting um, this new venture, which is uh, this thing called Bad Money, it's basically this open-source user research repository that I'm working on. The idea is that we get interviewers all over the world and they conduct surveys, phone interviews with individuals about money and we use this information to make better financial applications, specifically crypto Bitcoin based applications. Yeah.
1: Right. So I understand you have this new project collaboration is happening remotely and uh, there are times when you engage client work, collaboration also happens remotely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, is that correct?
0: Yeah. 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 So I do um, still do a bit of consulting as well, whether it's like design or like software engineering and uh, yeah, it's, you know, remote work for me, it just comes so natural because like, co- like I've never had to like commute, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like go to an office office, And those kids, like, I did it for five months. You did Uh, it for five months. Yeah, I did it for five months (laughs) in this job I had in Bali. And then I just realized, like, this office structure, it's so inefficient. (laughs) You know, people hardly got anything done. They just basically sit on the clock. You know, when I'm sitting down and, like, working from home or a cafe or whatever, I want to get as much work done as possible. And it also helps that I'm working for myself. So if I don't work, then I don't. Good to
1: eat, right B- buddy our listeners are probably getting the impression that you're the kind of guy who works on a lot of opportunities you have a lot of experience various experiences under your belt uh, many of them well most of them have been remote ex- except this one engagement in bali is there any resistance whenever you approach a new partner, client, or customer mm. that the collaboration is going to happen remotely?
0: Well, now, not so much. But in the beginning, when my portfolio wasn't that big, when I didn't have that much confidence, didn't know really how to pitch myself, this, yeah, it was it was a bit more difficult, you know, on the come up. But this is why I would travel to, you know, the different locations where the clients were to do that first face-to-face meeting. Right. And right. because when you make the connection online, it's like, okay, who is this person? I don't know them. Right? Are they capable of performing this work? But then if I say, Hey, by the way, I'm going to be in Austria or I'm going to be in Indonesia or um, Kenya or Rwanda in the next few weeks, can we have a meeting? You know, let's let's uh, talk about the project or something like that. The, when I show willingness, that I'm willing to come over and make that investment or, and all that, it's usually greeted quite favorably. And I've had like very long engagements and, you know, very long engagements with that method.
1: Nice, so the relationship starts online how did you get introduced to them? Was there a referral or an online forum?
0: Yeah, so so with the re- referral ones, then I don't really have to typically work for, like work to convince them so much. Right. But yeah, definitely when you're trying to get things outside of your network, that was like the traveling was helpful. I know, of course, now that's going to be a lot more difficult. Whew, mm-hmm. So many more restrictions now, but yeah, where did they come from? Yeah, I mean, I think the last the last client of the agency that we had, the last big client they were it was from Twitter. Someone posted something on Twitter. Wow, yeah I wow.
1: someone posted you res- okay, you responded to it and then you uh, turned it into a phone call or?
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. try to get it into a phone call as soon as possible. Because, again, it's like if you're over text, like people don't like to read. If it's read, put it in the read later, you know, get on yeah. the phone call as soon as possible. Interestingly <laughs> enough, interestingly <laughs> enough, the, the, the this is so funny to think about it. So the last uh, uh, client was on Twitter for Peak Shift. And then this new opportunity that I have where I'm applying for this grant. And it would be, you know, if it comes through, it's like six months of getting to work on um whatever I want, basically. That opportunity also came from Twitter. I re- Someone who responded wow. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting pattern there.
1: So the last, the most recent big client you worked on came from Twitter and your newest opportunity that you are cooking right now. Also came from Twitter. Yeah. What was it from a similar method? Like you, someone posted something and then you replied? Yeah,
0: yeah. Just respond to it. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. In terms of location, w- w- where are they located? The other case study and this current one that you're baking, are they overseas? Yeah, yeah,
0: over- yeah, always. Yeah, it's always overseas. So, always? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I have... Yeah, like in-person sales and stuff like that, like on location, that's not, that's quite rare. Like, right. there are cases where I would be in a certain country and then I meet someone, maybe at a restaurant, bar, cafe, and we exchange contact details, we, get, you know, get along well. And then maybe some months later or even some years later, then I engage and work with them. But most times, it's yeah, it's done like in a remote in a remote manner. So one was in in East Africa, based in East Africa, and the other one in the US, this new one in the US.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. So the uh, location is not a factor as long as you're the perfect fit, basically.
0: Perfect fit. Like what is perfect fit though? Right? How do you you, like...
1: you engage a tweet, telling them that? Hey, I'm the uh, I have exactly what you're looking for. I know you might have other opportunities that are perhaps geographically closer to you, but here I am. I have the kind of experience that you want and I'm willing to fly over there. Is that so, the kind of flow?
0: So, the first part of that that you mentioned, like absolutely yeah. not. Right? Absolutely wow. not. Yeah, so how I engage with it is, like, we're already friends.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: We're already friends, and I'm going to tell you about some things. That, or or uh, I'm already friends, or we're already working together. And I'm going to tell you about, like, what you're doing wrong and what you need to fix. I'm still going to start giving you solutions straight away. Right? Also oh, free.
1: okay. So these people, they tweet, and they're not really looking for a solution they're just sharing what they're working on
0: no everyone is looking for a solution i mean like even if like it's a job post because one of them was a job post and one of them was actually yeah one of them was the first one was a job post they're like hey we're looking for a software engineer to work on this uh, new website so then i told them i looked at the current website and i said like this is um what we would do this is what you need to improve Um, and this new one, it's it was pretty much kind of the same because they had a solution. They're like, hey, you know, we need to do a redesign of this because of this reason. And I'm like, well, do you really need to do a redesign? <laughs> Is, <laughs> you know, you know, before we're able to do a redesign, you'll have to do all these steps. You know, we we need to figure out who we're redesigning the system for. We would need to figure out um, where we where we can get this this data from. And since the data, since the open source project, the data is not, you know, quantitative data isn't available. So, so then I start, started suggesting some uh, qualitative methods to, to, to perform, you know. Over Twitter. Over Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I hit them up in the DMs. I got on a phone call. I think it was like a couple of days later. Yeah. That's been like a, a really interesting engagement so far
1: wow so a couple of tweets exchange and then a couple of dms dms after a couple days you're on the phone and then from there there's already a warm kind of conversation uh towards something serious
0: yeah exactly because everyone is (laughs) like if you look at any of those like kind of like opportunity kind of uh tweets right you have everyone saying oh i can do this for so cheap of this or da, da, da. it's like no just get into like start start doing the work just start doing the work straight away
1: <laughs> but the difference is for this latest opportunity the tweet was looking for a different kind of solution
0: yeah exactly yeah.
1: you replied hey okay i know you need help but that's not the help that you need and then exactly just slid into the dms
0: exactly exactly
1: yeah. Look at you, Johns. Chasing <laughs> opportunities like that. And yeah. I would classify them as high commercial intent. Mm. So Twitter is this large public venue that allows sort of allows everyone to chime in as long as your profile isn't private, then don't be surprised to get a reply to your tweet, especially if you're relatively high profile on the platform. And then... There can be an an unexpected conversation, but for these tweets, they were specifically looking for engagement, right? They were yeah. saying, hey, I'm looking for help, except you responded and told them, I can give you help, but that's not the help that uh, you need. And that's the sort of critical thinking that they're looking for.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely and like even if it's um not on twitter like i like i still carry the same um kind of methodology in uh, like other areas like if i'm you know if i meet people in person like i like i still do the same thing you know?
1: right i i would still kind of argue that the approach depends on the platform to a certain extent like mm-hmm. even if someone's facebook post is public you, you can't just comment on someone's Facebook post like that, right?
0: Uh, well, I don't use Facebook, so... <laughs> <laughs> i right. sure.
1: So other platforms, Twitter, other forums, uh, you can engage like that, especially since everyone's welcoming uh, you to chime in the conversation. They wouldn't have tweeted out a request if they weren't looking for a sort of response from someone who's potentially outside of their network.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, before, I can't recall the how successful it was, but I have before, like, reached out to people and, like, shown them that I redesigned their websites and stuff like that. This was, like, you know, way, way back. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So
1: you'd work on the redesign without their... Yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah, wow. just
0: say, like, hey, this is something that I think you should improve or this is something that you need to fix. I can't tell you how successful that was, though. This was, like, such a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think what it, what it comes down to is like putting in the effort and not like, like, I'm not saying like work for free or those kind of things, but like, don't feel like, you know, your best ideas are the ones that, you know, like, like don't be beholden to your ideas too much. You know, Mm. don't be, don't, don't, don't be limited like that. Yeah. Put them out, you know, see how, see how people react to them and, you know, it could get you a job.
1: Right. Especially if you're in a mode where you're looking for opportunities, especially this season, the economy is quite tough. Yeah. If you're currently looking to replace your previous opportunity, whether you left your your full-time job or you're looking for new clients, investing in that kind of business development initiative where you just jump in and do the actual work and that's going to be your portfolio. That's mm-hmm. a great way to kickstart the relationship, increasing your odds of closing the deal. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, you still get to, like, if it doesn't work out, you still get to, like, flex some of your, your skill muscles, right? Yeah. But, you know, like, just to be clear, I did the redesigns, like, back in the day when, you know, I was really hungry and hustling, you know? Now, yeah, I give things for free, but it's more in terms of like advice and kind of like direction, not necessarily like implementation. You understand? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, maybe doing implementation isn't the most successful thing because method, because you do miss out on certain details if you try to go straight into the implementation. Like uh, implementation, meaning you start doing a design or you start, you know, writing a bit of, yeah, like talking about process and talking about, you know, like explaining the steps that you would go through in order to solve the problem. You know. It's in a way you're giving away some you're giving away some of your time thinking about their solution. But I think, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. You don't necessarily yeah. have to have to design their their solution. You can just have to, you know, start planning out the process in which you would tackle that that solution.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point, because if you jump in and design, you're going to have to make a lot of assumptions. Some of them, maybe your prospect will say, oh, you've done this, we've proven that that doesn't work or we have an internal requirement that doesn't fit our exactly. technology. Yeah. Exactly. So you could have saved some time by simply explaining the process, which will show them your competence without you investing too much in an end product.
0: Yeah, perfectly uh, articulated.
1: All righty, buddy. Can can you share a bit about what you think about how people are changing in terms of accepting such uh, remote outreaches or remote collaboration opportunities? Do you think that people are now like far more receptive versus before? And uh, one very specific circumstance is the current opportunity that you're baking. Do they expect to meet up with you first before they pull the trigger and sign a contract?
0: No, no, they don't. They don't. And uh, yeah, this is something like over the years, you have seen this change where people are more accepting and like going online, looking for remote people. There is one really interesting thing that happened um, quite recently for me. Someone reached out in this public chat room that I'm in. They say, hey, I'm looking for someone to help just answer like a few, help me answer like a few questions about some design process, some specific uh, design problem, sorry. And I reached out to them uh, because their work was quite similar to what I was doing. Now, this is a very technical person, and uh, I myself, I'm technical, but this was like very deep, you know, low level protocol and cryptography design individual. So I reached out to them. We started talking and I told them straight, you know, this is, um, you're working on something open source. I'm working on something open source as well. There are a lot of overlap with what we're doing and you're kind of validating some of the things that I was planning on researching. And we started this relationship over the course of the past two weeks or so. We're doing a knowledge share, extracting information from them, applying my own processes, design processes, and to their problem. And this is a really cool relationship because last night, for example, I got off a seven-hour call with this person. So, <laughs> you know, and all in like all in all, like both parties, it's a symbiotic relationship. Bo- both parties are benefiting, and that's just from them, you know, reaching out saying like, "Hey, can I have an opinion on this?" Can, can someone help me find a solution? I, I still applied the same thing, by the way. I still told them, you know, like, before we get there, we need to deconstruct everything. That's a, that's a pattern I follow. But so to answer your question, over now, especially with the coronavirus stuff, and over the past couple of years, people are a lot more comfortable with remote work in a commercial setting. But then you also have in open source software where this is the only option most times right it's the norm yeah Yeah, exactly it's the norm and i'm really eager to see how you know this future of work you know area coincides with open source i'm really interested to see this this intersection you know how corporations are you know, producing more open source tools and, and solutions and engaging community to in design and programming, yeah, it's 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 a quite interesting space and and all the like all things are just you know directed towards remote and open source in my opinion.
1: If the uh, situation was different, if there's no coronavirus and whatnot. Do you think you would have been on a seven-hour call with the guy last night?
0: Mm, yes, because I've done that before. You know, I've done right. that before. So,
1: it's not, so in the world of open source, this is really the norm. And I was just like kind of imagining if the situation was different, if we weren't locked down, maybe you had something else to do last night or... Um. The, uh, the human contact, making friends online, working with each other, working with a random stranger online, that's going to be less of an option because you can meet up with your friends, for example.
0: If I have to be honest, I've been moving, changing locations over the years so, so many times. I have more friends online than I do in person, if I have to be honest. You know, all my interactions are already online. Right. Yeah, so. It's, 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 it's not dissimilar and it's not dissimilar. So we're starting, we started this Bitcoin design community and there's some like core contributors. There's always going to be some core contributors who have more time, more availability to work on stuff for free open source, but there's a specific challenge versus an agency where in the agency, people are motivated by, or incentivized by, you know, their salary, their paycheck, right? And this, in this, in these open source communities. People are motivated by, well, a, a variety of things. So you have to try to uh, figure out how you can get them engaged, and also, how do you keep people engaged, and how do you deal with people like contributors and stuff? How do you keep? How do you deal with contributors who leave after like maybe one day? You know, so it's yeah, it's quite interesting where you don't have these like long long time relationships with like everyone, but there is still, uh, this, you know, core group of people within an open source project that you, you can regularly have, you know, stand up calls with in a way, you know, like today we're having, uh, a community call where everyone gets, some gets on a hangouts and, and starts discussing our progress over the past three weeks. And many open source projects have these community kind of calls, and they're a replacement for, for a stand up or, or retrospective.
1: Right. All righty, This has been a great chat. Where can our audience learn more about you?
0: You can get me on Twitter at Johns B. J O H N S B E H A R R Y, and at B E D Money, Bed Money.
1: All right. bed money, B-E-D money. Yeah. All righty, buddy. Thanks for uh, this conversation and looking forward to speaking again soon.
0: Okay. Thanks, Alan. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming or prior episodes. This show is presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com.